<laughs> hey guys, hey, welcome back to Straight Outta Content Podcast. Got some new merch, Straight Outta Content Podcast, also known as Agree to Disagree. Today, Disagree is not with me. <laughs> Shout out to Omar. But what you just heard was Dillian White getting knocked the out by Alexander Povetkin. Camp, I always forget. I always think of, I don't know why I was thinking Andy. I don't know why. But yeah, Alexander Povetkin, a guy who basically was losing the whole fight. And, you know, in boxing is really like everybody really truly has a puncher's chance. Like everybody has a puncher's chance. And again, if this is your first time tuning in, make sure you hit that subscribe button because we are going to bring you the latest boxing news, the true boxing news. None of that fake stuff out there, as you hear me say in all my podcasts. None of that fake stuff. We don't bring you no fake stuff. We don't have to fake it, right? Like the the truth is out there. So why do we need to fake it? Why do we need to tell lies? Why do we need to really share our opinion? And if you like content like that, hit that subscribe button, please. Um, thank you for all my subscribers. Everybody who subscribed from basically right around 180 to 185 will be entered into the chance to win a PlayStation 5. Um, yes, it's true. Uh, my wife and I, Flash Custom Designs, if you need any merch or anything made or whatever, um, we are we will be at the stores, whichever store allows us to. We live by Walmart, Best Buy, GameStop, Target. Like we will be at the stores. We will be buying two PlayStation 5s and an Xbox Series X. I'm going to get all digital versions because I don't plan on getting rid of my P, uh, PS4. And I don't have an old Xbox, so I'm not tripping about the old games. If I can download them, that'd be great, but I'm not really tripping. And then I'm also a guy who doesn't care about buying uh, an extra storage drive. So I am purchasing to if they allow me, but I'll be I'll be with her. So they should allow me to buy a PlayStation Five, her to buy a PlayStation Five, and me to buy an Xbox Series X. Since I'm not getting like you know two of the same system or three of the same system. So and if you want to win that PlayStation Five, all you have to do is subscribe to any one of my videos on Straight Outta Content. I've got. I think I got 80 videos or close to 80 or close to 90 or maybe over 80. I don't know, but I've got a lot of videos on straight out of content. All you have to do is subscribe, leave a comment because I see all my comments because my channel is not that big. Leave a comment like, hey, I, I'm one of your new subscribers, a real subscriber too. What I'm, what I'm having locally, I mean, what I'm having recently is a lot of fake subscribers like in like those bots that's what i'm having a lot a lot for some reason i'm having a bunch of bots so real subscribers real people when you subscribe leave a comment hey i'm some i'm a new subscriber uh i i need the playstation 5 or i want the playstation 5 or i want to be entered into the playstation 5 sweepstakes boom then all of these videos will have my straight out of content instagram Link in the description of all my videos so that this way you guys can just go there, click it. Once you go there to my Instagram, straight out of content, go there, find me, DM me a screenshot of you subscribing. Once you do that, I will reply and then I will acknowledge that you are now entered. Again, like I say in all my other videos, it could be five people. Make sure the audio is good here. It could be five people who subscribe and the sweepstakes are very small. Um, it could be 500 and then the odds are a little, you know, a little higher. The odds are a little higher. So that's the goal. We're trying to get to a thousand subscribers as fast as possible. You guys really helped us get to over a hundred uh, pretty quick. So I'm just trying to get to a thousand subscribers. As you see, I'm always changing up things. I decided to shoot the podcast like this today just to switch it up a little bit um, until we get our major studio or until we get a new house. Right now, downstairs is basically our merch studio. Um, our 
whole second living room is dedicated to our merch company, Flash Custom Designs. Um, and again, what you're hearing is straight out of content podcast because I had the boxing podcast, but we talk about a lot of stuff. I'm talking about money, um, business, um, investing, uh, sports, not just boxing, but other sports and stuff like that. Boxing is just my passion. Cars, cars, as you see, you see on my channel, I produce a lot of car content. Uh, cars are my life. It's something that I went to school for. It's something I'm extremely passionate about, fixing cars, maintaining the health of your car with Carl's Garage. Um, I take that very serious. It saved me a lot of money. It's put me in a lot of great places. I've met a lot of great people because I've been able to, I met a lot of great people and I've made a lot of uh, relationships because I've been able to work on cars just naturally. Um, and then the things that I can't do, I have somebody who can and my buddy, Peter. So shout out to you, Pete, uh, Peter Tech. He's a local Houston guy. If you need anything done in Houston, he can do it. He can rebuild engines. He's really great. So um, that's the reason why I switched this podcast to Straight Out of Contact Podcast. Soon, by the end of the month of August, I will be on all platforms. Straight Out of Contact po Podcast will be on Spotify, Apple Music, all platforms. Very, very, very soon. Just got some things going on in the background that I just got to finish, and then it'll be done. And once I'm on all platforms, then the next thing that'll be done is the website. So I'm still growing, still grinding, still working on another app. Shout out to uh, Shelby. Her and I are still working on At You. Um, social media app. It's going to be amazing. It's almost done. Uh, we had some hiccups because of COVID, but it's almost done. So again, that's what straight out of content is really about. It's about all of these different things that are going on. And, uh, you know, just so you can learn, you know, we, we started from nothing. Um, now Chelly, she's working full time for the company, you know, like business is serious. If you take, if you take everything up, oh, let me fix my light. If you take everything that you do very serious and just continue to grind, 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 these podcasts don't get a lot of views. They don't. I get more views on weird stuff. My highest viewed video is a video on a side mirror that I did. You know what I mean? Like, I would have never thought that anybody would care about a side mirror on a Kia Optima. But for some reason, a lot of people do. My, my biggest video is a video that I did years ago with like... 60 something thousand views um, on a Honda Accord power steering pump. Like people really have issues. And with Carl's Garage, one channel that I use um, to really fix and kind of show people what to do uh, that you can't find on YouTube. Because on YouTube, a lot of these big YouTubers, they have budgets. So they're able to really show a lot of things that the average YouTuber can't. And I'm a beginning YouTuber. I'm a young YouTuber. But all I can do is the information that I learned so far that has helped my channel grow. I just, I just want to pass it out. And I thought there'd be nothing better than a podcast to do that on. Um, I do short videos and stuff like that when I touch on boxing. And I will definitely touch on boxing today. Um, but I just wanted to kind of just reintroduce myself as Carl was straight out of content. I'm the owner, co-owner, because Shelly and I own everything. She's the one who came up with the name. So co-owner of straight out of content. But um, she manages and runs Flash Custom Designs. I manage and run straight out of content, but they're, they're really a joint. They're two joint channels. They're two joint companies as we continue to grow. So all I can say out there, guys, is just continue to grind, grind, grind. If you're working on a YouTube channel, you got any questions, any questions for me or for Chelly or what we do or what type of equipment that we use or anything, um, just continue to watch the channel. You can always contact us directly at Flash, Flash Custom Designs on Instagram. Also at Straight Out of Content, Straight Out of Content on Instagram if you want to contact us directly. And then, uh, yeah, we can always communicate. We're going to continue to up the quality of our videos now that we have a little more time, now that Chelly's able to fully dedicate her time to, to, uh, both companies. Um, as you see, we popped out a bunch of videos today. Today is eight, uh, 24. So today's August 24th. As of right now, I have 185 subscribers. I'm trying to get to a thousand so that I can start to monetize this channel, create a Patreon 
AdSense and all those other things that'll help me grow so I can continue to help you guys. Um, this isn't a stunt channel. Um, if you ever see me on here talking about money, cause that's a, that's a video and that's a video and some content that Shelly and I have had a lot of discussions over of, uh, you know, how to grow a t-shirt business. You know, a lot of people see us make merch. And in fact, this, this is made, this wasn't made by us, but this is some merchandise. Um, shout out to you, Mike, humble servant, right? Yeah. I always pronounce it wrong, but <laughs> humble servant, lawn service, uh, out there in Navasota, Bryan, Texas. Hey, don't get mad at me if I don't know where that's at, but you know, he is a prime example of somebody who loves to wear his brand. Um, so that's kind of what we also like to do, but we also like to create and help people's brands. Um, especially locally, we're not able to do it uh, nationally yet with shipping and stuff like that. But with a lot of local people that we know, we're able to really help their brand and help it grow as we learn. We kind of got lucky. Um, we, we have made a decent amount of money if compared to what we've invested. Compared to what we've invested, we made a decent amount of cash very quick compared to what we've invested. But none of it really counts because we don't, you know, it's all reinvested into the company. So that's that's just a tip before I get into these bo into this boxing news. If you're a YouTuber or you aspire to be a YouTuber, it takes three things. Consistency, which means you're going the only way to grow in YouTube is to put out videos. Don't worry about what it looks like, just put it out. Two, if you want to grow a business while running a YouTube channel, that's going to take dedication. You have to look at it and put all of your time and effort into it. You have to be very dedicated to it if you want it to grow. And then three is just do it. Like whatever you whatever idea you got, you want to start a new shirt line, you want to start a new business, you want to start a new YouTube, just do it. <clears throat> if you have to start it on your cell phone, which is things that we've done, we've started out on our cell phones. You know, if you look at the old, go back and look at the old, old, old videos of straight out of content. I mean, they were horrible, like extremely, extremely horrible, but I will never pull those down. The reason why I will never pull those down is because it humbles me. It humbles us. It lets us know like, hey, we had no different beginnings than anybody else. Any of these major, you know, YouTubers with, you know, 5 million subscribers, 1.2 million subscribers, even smaller ones with half a million subscribers. You know, I've seen them, I've seen some of their first videos and it, and it, and it makes me believe that I can achieve that. And so can you. So that's just, you know, kind of start off this podcast with that. I plan on giving tips at each podcast, just so you guys can know, you know, some things that we're doing that's helping us grow. I mean, we're growing pretty fast. Luckily, God has blessed me with a great job and a career that I'm able to really pay for everything. Uh, all of our dreams, I'm really able to fund a lot of our dreams. And then <clears throat> any money that we make, we just reinvest into our company. And it and it works. I mean, hard work works. That's really it at the end of the day. So speaking of that, speaking of hard work, Dillian White got worked. And, you know, it's, it's funny to see. What's funny to see is people like Dillian White, who's always had a mouth, but has never been that positive with it, right? He's always belittled other fighters. You can you can talk trash and be confident, but you don't have to belittle other fighters. Anthony Joshua is a prime example of a classic, true boxer, puncher, fighter. Um, and that, you know, that's his countryman. That's, and, and, he, the reason why he's so big is because he shows his work in the ring. He puts in the work. That's the reason why he looks like that. The reason why Anthony Joshua looks like that, well, one is genetics, but two, he puts in the work. He really puts in the work to look like that and perform like that. 
and he's a likable guy. He, he doesn't try to play the heel role, but he's extremely confident. And what happened to Dillian White, I think, is really just karma. At the end of the day, when you're on Teddy Atlas and you're saying all of these things, you're overlooking your opponent. Pavetkin has never been a, a bum. Like, let's, let's not forget that. Just as well as you knocked him down twice, he can still knock you out. And that's the difference. You know, these fighters really, I don't know. I don't know if they're losing their focus. I don't know if it's all about money. I don't know what they're doing, but, you know, they they get out of character. And then they do it. They're doing it for clickbait and and to get notoriety. But guess what? Nobody's buying tickets. Why? You don't have to say anything. All you have to do is just, yeah, you know, we got a good plan going on and stuff like that because it makes your defeat worse. When when Anthony Joshua got stopped, yeah, he had the haters and stuff like that, but people really wanted to see him come back. People really wanted to see Anthony Joshua come back. Like, like everybody was like, uh, I don't know. Let's see him come back. Let's see what happens when you know, when he when he has a full training camp, he's not training for one guy and then has to switch it up. Let's see what happens. And even though that his second fight, he just boxed and whatever, but the, the point is that he won. He went back, he did the work that he had to do, and he won. You know, so that's really, you know, what everything, that's really what life is about. Putting in the work that you have to do. There's no way he put in the work to get smoked like that. Anthony Joshua didn't even knock him out like that. I can guarantee you he saw Anthony Joshua beat Pavetkin and thought that he could do the same thing. And it's like, haven't you learned from history? If you don't take your opponent, if you don't take, and Floyd taught us this, if you don't take every single opponent serious, stuff like this happens. You've got to take every single opponent serious. Because it's not like that you had the greatest chin. It's not like you have a Danny Garcia chin. <laughs> you know what I mean? You could hit Danny Garcia with a truck. He'd probably stand there. It's weird the way this kid's chin is. I mean, I, I can't wait to see him up against Errol Spence, but this kid's chin is is crazy. So I can't wait for that fight. But to speak about this fight, like you, like if you had a never went on Teddy Atlas and said, and please guys, shout out to Teddy Atlas podcast. It's an amazing podcast. Teddy Atlas has more knowledge in his pinky than I have in all 35 years of my life. And I don't know, because if you thought, oh, I'm with Teddy Atlas, you know, I can say whatever I want. You know, Pavetkin's not talking to anybody. I'm talking to the famous Teddy Atlas. Da -da 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 -da. But I just didn't get it. Like, I don't, I don't get why these fighters say certain things, belittle all other fighters as if they've done something to prove. You've never done anything to prove. You you lose and then you continue to talk trash. You lose and then you continue to talk trash. It's like at some point you've got to realize you're not what you think you are. And it's sad that he has a team around him that supports that. You know what I mean? Like when and it happened to Connor. You know, that really happened to Connor. You you continue to to to, to act extremely out of character and you smash everybody around you. You have a certain persona around you. You're hitting old people in the bars. You're throwing buses. I mean, chairs at buses. And then when you lose, you're like, oh, I retire. Oh, well, if I do come back, I, it has to be on these terms so that you're only putting yourself in the position to win because you can't take another loss. I mean, it's happened to Ronda Rousey. It happens to a lot of UFC fighters. They they win a couple and then they get on top of the world and they're talking trash to everybody and all of a sudden you get smoked and you never come back to the ring again. You know, I, I applaud the fighters like Anderson Silva who has lost a lot of times and come back. You know, the Holly Holmes of the world. You know what I mean? Like these people lose, but they're like, you know, hey, it's a loss. You know, I'm going to continue to move. But, but people like... Ronda Rousey, people like Conor McGregor, you know, was it even there? Paula Malignaggi touches on this a lot. Was that even there? All the trash talking that you were doing, was that really your personality? Because you know Khabib 
is is gonna is right there. He's not leaving. So either you leave the division or you fight somebody. Yeah, either you leave the division or you fight Khabib. You know that that's really it. But you retire. So you know that's just I I I don't have any sympathy for this guy. You got what was coming to you. You can't be out here talking crazy. You can't be out here talking crazy. And then when something happens, you know, now you want to be all nice. Now you want to be all humble. You know what I mean? It it doesn't work like that. And that leads me into my next subject. My next subject is Jamel Charlo. It's good to see him and his brother. And I told everybody this. I told everybody. Everybody on that pod, everybody on my last podcast, episode 13. This is episode 14. Every make sure you hit that subscribe button too. Everybody on my podcast, I mean, yeah, everybody was joining in on the brotherly issues that are going on between Jamel and Jamal Charlo. And then all of a sudden, as you see, they made up. So all you idiots, all you writers, all you social media people, all you fans, so-called fans, who want to jump in on two brothers, you guys are idiots. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they can talk trash. Like, even in the even in this lady's video in their, in their video where they kind of squashed everything, you still hear Jamel talking crazy, telling, telling Jamal to tell his bitch to shut up and all this other stuff, like, talking crazy. But they can do that. You can't do that. Jamel can talk as much trash as he wants to his brother. Jamal can talk as much trash as he wants to his brother. But what you can't do is talk trash to either one of the brothers. That's what you can't do. And that's the reason why he got in Blue Blood Sports ass. Because you guys, companies like that, companies like, I don't know what happened to Dante's Boxing Nation. I think he had to move out the country. I think something happened. Why else? Why would you leave America to go there and still do boxing? Something doesn't add up. I don't know if you caught a case or what. I don't know. Something just, that just didn't add up. But I hear it there too. I hear the bias. And it's like, I got into this game and I got into sports and especially boxing because I seen a lot of things that were wrong. And I seen, that's why I like like Ellie Secback and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Because he's had, at least he's been in the situation where, you know, he had the fight with the, with, Pacquiao's camp and stuff like that like he's been in it but he's been on everybody's side like he's filmed so many people and he really doesn't even I mean he voices his opinion a little bit like whatever he's doing like the Garcia family stuff like that and you know they're talking about different fighters but for the most part he's a pretty neutral you know company you know most people they see Ellie most fighters they see Ellie they're like oh Ellie they they're they respect him same thing with fight hype. You get a lot of people who like fight hype. Outside of that, there's not a mm, fight. No, uh, not fight hub. Oh yeah, fight hub. Yeah, fight hype and fight hub. Yeah, they're they're another good one. You see fight hub. Uh, seconds out. Um, till this day. Till this day. <laughs> you know what I mean, Radio Raheem. You see Radio Raheem. That that's what I aspire to be. I aspire this podcast to be like them. When I'm seen, I want other fighters to re- to to understand that I respect what they do. You hear me talk about Con- uh, Connor or Ronda Rousey and stuff like that. You know, I'm not knocking their their fight game, and I'm not knocking them person their personality. I'm knocking what has been done, and I'm not even knocking it. I'm just reporting on what has been done, right? But I'm not into MMA. I'm into boxing. Like boxing is my thing. So the fighters, like it's like football. I may comment on LeBron or, you know, I may comment on a football player or I may comment on LeBron James. I'm a Michael Jordan fan. I don't, you know, I think LeBron James is great as a human. He's the greatest human athlete of all time. Do I like the way he plays basketball compared to like players like Steph and stuff like that? No, I don't know. Do I think that he's ever even close to Jordan or Kobe? No. But, you know, that's other sports. But when it comes to boxing, no. The fighters, if I ever meet Dillian White, you, if you portray yourself like that, 
right? You portray yourself like that. You're, you're putting it out there to be disliked and that's fine. Like that's fine. If you want to be portrayed like that, you know, I, I don't suggest it. Um, but there's a difference between stuff like what Floyd did. There's a difference between stuff like what Ali did. You know, these guys win, you know, win, lose, or draw, but Floyd always won. You know, these guys, they were backing it up. They're, they were they were the elite of the elite. So if you're the elite of the elite and you take a loss, you still got some wiggle room to talk trash. It's when you haven't accomplished anything and you're speaking as if you're an elite that there's an issue. Jamel Charlo can talk trash. He's the elite of the elite of the 154-pound division, of the you know light middleweight division or super welterweight. He, he can talk trash. Like, he can do that. You know, and that's why I never, you saw my other videos, when I hear guys like that going off, I'm like, of the elite, that's the difference. He was going off talking trash to everybody, calling out Floyd, calling out everybody. But he's part of the elite. He's in their league. He's just young. That's it. The only difference is he hasn't had the fights to get there. But he's in that conversation. They all respect both of them. They all respect both brothers. They know what time it is when it comes to, to both brothers. That's the reason why guys like that. Now, if he has five straight losses or keeps getting smoked, I mean, or gets smoked or something like that, then, then, then there's going to be a reality check. But right now, the reality is he's a part of the elite. But what shouldn't happen is companies like Blue Blood Sports and stuff like that, who I've commented on so many times, so many of these guys' videos. And I hate that I, I, I don't even watch. I'll click the video, hear the lie, hit pause, so this way he doesn't get any more view time, and then I leave my comment. Go ahead, you can have a free comment. That's cool. Go ahead, keep the comment. That's fine. I don't care. But what's not going to happen is, you know, these guys, I'm here to take these guys out. And as I continue to grow, I'm going to take these guys out. The only, if you're going to continue to lie on, on camera, you're going to continue to say, I saw an interview with the dude interviewing Broner talking just crazy about Floyd and then fight hype posted it. But then you see in the comments, fight hype had to be like, listen, this is an hour interview. This is a guy, a radio personality from Cleveland. And these are his views. We just kind of posted it and it got a lot of views, but you know, fight hype wanted to make sure that they let everybody know, like, yo, this isn't our view. Like, this guy is a dude of his own. And guys like that, they're just, you've never even met the man. And you're talking about his personal things. Oh, I think this, or I think that. Like, none of these guys, and none of these guys are, you know, they're fighters, they're prize fighters. So they're going to do everything that, you know, some guys just don't care. They'll fight anybody. But like Sean Porter, you know, he's fought all the greats. Right now, in Sean Porter's career, he's fought everybody in his division that he can except for Floyd Mayweather and Pacquiao. Those are the only two fighters that he hasn't fought. But when it comes to, you know, guys like Jamel and Jamal Charlo, you know, let them be. And I'm glad to see that they're back, you know, talking and stuff like that because that's what was going to happen. Like, everybody was talking about it and everybody's going to continue to talk about it up until the fight. But that doesn't mean that they're going to split. I can guarantee you when one of them wins, whoever wins first – Whichever fight happens first is going to be Jamel. So if Jamel wins, you can bet your ass that Jamal is going to be in that in that ring congratulating his little brother or technically just his brother. And it was cool that he even changed it to Mr. Charlo, not Big Charlo. Like, that's respect. But you got other people jumping on the bandwagon, like, and that's the shit that I don't understand. And to speak about that fight, that fight's going to be amazing. Like, I can't wait to see... Jamel really get it all. I want to see him win. I like this fire. I like this out of a out of a champion. I like this fire that he's that he's mustering up. Like he really is trying to go get it. He's trying to be great. And I support any fighter out there that's trying to be great. Period. I respected a Connor going out there to crossing over to fight Floyd. Win, lose, or draw, going over there to fight Floyd. And he still fought um, uh, Khabib after. 
like that's win, lose, or draw. He was talking a little bit too much trash. I think it was a little. I think he went a little too far there. But outside of that, he still got in the octagon and the ring. So, and he still wants to get in the ring because it's talking about Pacquiao fight. So, and he knows he's not waking up from that fight. That he's asking to die in that fight. But if he take if he actually gets in the ring with Pacquiao, all the respect to him. And if he doesn't, still all the respect to him. It's freaking Pacquiao. Who the hell would get in the ring at, with Pacquiao? Like. You know what I mean? Like, if you're not a boxer, if you're not a boxer, why the hell would you get in the ring with Pacquiao? That just doesn't make any sense. But, yeah, so I can't wait for the Rosario fight. Um, I don't really know what to say in the Jamal fight. I don't really – he's so quiet. We haven't – I mean, see a little bit on his social media, him training, but I don't know. Leave a comment down below on who you – like, are you – how do you feel about, about Jamal's fight at 160? The guy who I thought outpointed Gennady Golovkin – in their last fight, and in, in, in Triple G's last fight, he, the guy who he beat is fighting Jamal. You know, and he's no slouch. This kid can fight. So, you know, leave a comment down below on what you think. Let's move on to the next subject. Next subject. Sean Porter's win. Congratulations to Sean Porter. You know, it's funny. If you didn't watch the fight, go watch that fight because Joe Goosen and I was – not Kenny Bayless. I always forget the guy's name, but he's has infamous wars with Floyd Mayweather and ESPN. Him and Joe Goosen were going back and forth <laughs> on the on the broadcast, and I was like, "Are they going to cut this? Because it's live." So I was like, "Are they really just going to allow this?" And then when when Lennox Lewis sided with Joe Goosen, I was like, "Oh my god!" Um, dang, I, I always forget his name. And it's oh Brian Kenny, see Brian Kenny, Brian Kenny and Joe Guzan going back and on the pot, on the uh, on the broadcast was just as good as the fight, that was hilarious. But you know that's just and if I'm Brian Kenny, if I'm me, right? If I'm me, I'm me, I'm me, and I've got Lennox, freaking Lewis, and Joe Guzan in front of me, I'm I'm gonna side with whatever. If they suggest something or they recommend something or they they make a statement on boxing, they know what the hell they're talking about. Period. And this is another thing that hurts boxing. You got Brian Kenny talking about Sean Porter's performance or what he could do against somebody else. And like they were trying to tell him, look, he can get away with that against this guy. And he may and this guy may have hit him a little more. This guy may have done whatever a little more, but he was he was sparring in there today. That's what he was doing. When he fights Spence, when he fights Danny Garcia, when he fights Keith Thurman, when he fights Sean Porter, I mean, when he fights Terrence Crawford, when he fights Manny Pacquiao, he's going to be laser-focused on them. And his, and his performance is going to be up to that par. It's like, <laughs> for all my anime fans, it's like when Goku's fighting Krillin, he doesn't need to go Super Saiyan Blue. <laughs> you know what I mean? When Goku's fighting Krillin, he just goes regular Goku. He does not need to tap into, probably don't even need to tap into Super Saiyan, you know, now. So it's the exact same, same thing with Sean Porter. He was trying to explain, I mean, Joe Guzan and Lennox Lewis were trying to explain that to Brian Kenny, but he just wasn't getting it. And this is a guy who has bashed fighters. Oh, you do this. Oh, you do that. Oh, you do this outside of the ring. Oh, you do this. And it's like, guys, that's why I was really mad that Fox went with him. I guess they did it to kind of have that Skip Bayless type of guy in there. You know, that 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 not anarchist, but, you know, that kind of anti-fighter thing. But that's not really good for the fighters. You can't have a performance like he did. OK, he got hit. He was in there with a guy who he should have got out of there. But that's what fighters do sometimes. Like it's his first fight with no crowd. They had to the fake noise. You know, that's what fighters do sometimes. Fighters get in there and they just want to get their their bearings back. So they use all 12 rounds. You know what I mean? They use all 12 rounds. When are they going to get another 12 rounds again? When they fight, you know, the next major fight. So this is their time to work on all their crafts, see if things work. So if you just fought, and this is exact, this is boxing lesson, boxing lesson. Okay. My infamous boxing lessons, and I'll chop this out in video. Okay, so this is what you do when you're an elite of an elite of an elite fighter like Sean Porter, who's fought everybody except for Floyd and Pacquiao. 
outside oh and Terrence Crawford outside but they're like really close friends outside of that he's fought everybody his division from Spence Garcia Broner uh the dude overseas I always forget his name Keith Thurman like he's everybody everybody so you guys you know what I mean so what's the name overseas the dude with the with the uh brownies Starts with a K, not Kenny. I don't know. Kevin. Anyway, this is the boxing lesson. He knows he's not skipping the guy. He's not overlooking the guy. He trained very hard for this fight. But he knows his next fight is going to be against either Danny Garcia or a rematch with Danny Garcia or Errol Smith. It could be somebody else. It could be, right? It could be he could get picked by Pacquiao. He could, you know, those two guys could end up fighting each other again in a rematch. Who knows? One of those two guys could get Pacquiao for, you know, a unification fight. Who knows? But in this situation, he lost to Errol Spence. So in his mind, right, in his mind, post-Errol Spence fight, he's now trying everything that he did against Errol Spence of what he thought was going to work, everything that didn't work, he's trying with this guy because he knows this guy can't hurt him. This guy can box, this guy can punch, but he knows he can withstand this guy's power. Of course, every, every fighter has a puncher's chance, as you see right here, but what Sean did was, okay, when I moved like this and I moved like this and I threw my left hook, Errol Spence hit me. So let me see if that happens again with this guy. And is it just Errol Spence and how good he is? Or is it me? So if he tries it and he gets hit again, then it's him. But if he doesn't get hit, then it's Errol Spence. So now he has to adjust. Okay, so I can't do this move because if I get hit by this guy, it's not going to hurt me, but he should not be able to hit me in this position or from this distance or anything like that. So if this guy can hit me, Errol Spence will definitely hit me and it could drop me again. Let me correct my game. That's what he did. That's what Sean Porter did during those 12 rounds. Everything that he wanted to practice on in a live fight against Errol Spence, he worked on with this guy, knowing I can outbox this guy, but I need to do things to see if it's me or if it's him. If it's me, I need to correct it. And that's what he did. And that's what Brian Kenny couldn't understand. And that's what Joe Goosen were trying to explain to him. Like, like if they tell you, then just listen. That's it. If they tell you like, hey, listen, yeah, he looked great tonight. The reason why he looked great tonight is because he is above this guy in caliber. He's an elite fighter. Of course he got hit and stuff like that because it's like sparring. It's just like sparring. These guys, when they spar, they do get touched in sparring. Don't get that twisted. But when the lights come on, they turn into a whole, they turn it up. And that's basically what this was. He just treated this like sparring because he needed to practice in a live fight, get some rust off. Because he knows that it's probably going to be a gap before him and uh, Spence or him and Garcia fight again. So he's really like working on his craft. And that's what fighters do. So when fighters, you know, it, it, this right here is the thing that could that can happen wrong. That can go wrong. When you get fighters that are in there. And they're trying that, you know, professional paid sparring under the lights type of thing. And, they're you know, they're just really just working because they know that they have a big fight next and they lose. That's what that's what can happen. That's what can really happen. So you never want to put yourself in that type of position to where you're in there with a guy like Joe Goosen kept saying, you're supposed to get this guy out of there. I would advise that you get this guy out of there. And I can see both sides. Yeah, Joe Goosen's right. You got a guy in there that doesn't belong in the ring with you. 
get him the hell out of there. But these aren't those circumstances. This is COVID. And God knows when he might fight again. So he took the opportunity to get in all the rounds. He ain't going to lose. It's a win on his record and nobody will ever remember this fight. Nobody's ever going to bring up this kid's name again. Because it's a fight that Sean Porter was supposed to win. He doesn't know whenever he's going to get a fight again. So he has to use these rounds and really train for who he thinks is going to be next. So, you know, that's my rant on Brian Kenny. I, you know, this guy, you're going to argue with Joe Goosen on live TV. Just shut up. Just shut the hell up. They both, even when Lennox Lewis chimed in, was like, yeah, Joe Goosen's right. Like, just shut the hell up. Like, just shut up. And what I think Sean Porter, and I'll end on this, what I think Sean Porter wants to wanted to work on, he didn't want the same mistake to happen to him what happened with Kell Brook. He didn't want the same mistake to happen. He doesn't, you know, it kind of, Kell Brook never put him down, but he he, to me, he doesn't get knocked down. He wins that fight with Shaw, I mean, with Errol Spence, to me. That fight was that close. If he doesn't get knocked down, I can see the judge giving it to Sean Porter. So he knows that he has what it takes. So whenever I see a fight like this, I understand what's going on. Moving on, moving on, moving on to the next thing. Who do you want to see Oscar De La Hoya fight? I'm low-key excited. I'm really excited to see him fight. I don't know. I hope it's not an MMA fighter. He said he wasn't. But I'm extremely excited to see Oscar De La Hoya. I don't know why I'm excited to see Oscar De La Hoya come back. Um, But I think that he can do something. I really believe that I seen him jump roping and stuff like that. These guys really, he's only 40-something. He he didn't, you know, if he trains right with these new, I mean, look at Evander Holyfield doing dips with his legs out. I don't think he's ever exercised like that. Look how fast they got Mike in shape. Like, these new trainers are remarkable. These new trainers, they've got all types of things. They can turn, you know, damn near anyone physically into a fighter. Let alone if you've already got, if you already are, you know, a Hall of Fame fighter like an Oscar De La Hoya, he gets with the right trainer and he can really do some damage. I don't see him fighting a Charlo because he's going to fight right around 154, 160. I don't see him fighting a Charlo. I don't know who he could fight, maybe like a J-Rock. But I don't know if that would be big enough. That would be a good fight. But I don't know. Leave a comment down below on who you think Oscar De La Hoya should fight. I don't see. I don't. I don't see him fighting like a. I don't know who he would fight. He says he wants to fight one of these young guys, but obviously not at 147 because he's not really a welterweight. Um, but yeah, I don't. I don't think it'll be Charlo. I think Charlo's way too young, way too fresh. But I think, yeah, I want to see. And who knows? Maybe he fights. I don't see him fighting Canelo, but who knows? Lord knows he had Pacquiao and he fought Pacquiao when Pacquiao went over to Bob Arum. Could we see Oscar De La Hoya versus Triple G? Triple G's looking kind of old. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's looking kind of old. We know when, when Oscar fought Pacquiao, that was at 147. He was drained. Don't get it twisted. He was drained in that fight. He did get stopped by Bernardi on 160, though, too. So, you know, who knows? And Triple G can still crack. I think it'd be a great fight. I think Triple G would take it at this point in his career. I see him taking that. I see, I see, you know, this is, you know, just hopeful wishing. I see if, if Oscar De La Hoya can go 12 rounds with Triple G and make the fight competitive, they're going to give the fight to Oscar, especially if it's here in America. They're going to give the fight to Oscar. And does that set up a fight for Canelo? Oscar De La Hoya versus Canelo? Like, who knows? Like, the possibilities are really endless. You know, I don't, what I don't see is, I see him getting a trainer. What I don't see is Roy getting, like, a strength and conditioning coach, which is crazy to me. Like, he's, 
everything he has like a shirt on and everything he's still looking and I know he has to be at the heavyweight weight but what he's doing just doesn't look like enough it doesn't look like I don't know if he's waiting or what but he doesn't look mentally into it but he's a natural born fighter so he's always into a fight I just don't think he's mentally all the way there to fully want it and fully prepare because he was even like you know he has this opportunity to fight Mike but then there was this situation with oh I got to get paid and stuff like that and when I started to hear that I'm like oh god damn like you can't take this chance like this is going to be a life or death chance with Mike Tyson like you gotta go in there extremely if you were a guy like Evander who doesn't get knocked out cold I wouldn't be tripping. Like, I wouldn't be so scared. But we've seen Roy get knocked out by 175-pounders. And we're talking out, cold, sleep, not waking up, not moving. And you're fighting, I don't care how old he is, you're fighting Tyson, who's going to be pushing 230? Who's going to be pushing 230 pounds? In the first three rounds, he's going to be vicious, I don't, I don't see this ending well because you damn sure can't move out your way. So I don't know. I'm still – everybody knows how scared I am for that fight because I don't want to see Roy Jones Jr. knocked out again. But I think people like Oscar De La Hoya can come back. You know what's funny? You know who <laughs> You know who none of these fighters want to come back? Lennox Lewis. None of these heavyweights want Lennox Lewis to come back. I guarantee you if Lennox Lewis was like – if, if Mike Tyson knocks out Roy Jones Jr. and Lennox Lewis says he's coming back. Now, Holyfield, he don't care. Holyfield fight Lennox every day for every day for 10 years straight. I don't see Mike fighting Lennox. I think, I think the biggest heavyweight fight out there is a returning Lennox Lewis versus Mike Tyson. I think I think if Mike destroys Roy, which he's going to, I think if Lennox can get in shape, which he's still young enough to, if he gets the right strength and conditioning coach, I really believe that that could be an amazing fight. They'd have to have fans in that fight. Like, you couldn't have that fight without having fans. And Mike can actually get his redemption. I think he'll be really effective with a Lennox Lewis that's coming off and doesn't have Emmanuel Stewart in his corner. I think he'll be, I think if Mike is going to beat Lennox Lewis, I think if Mike is going to beat Evander Holyfield, I think now is his time to do it. If he's going to do it, now is his time to do it. The difference is Evander Holyfield is training to fight you. He's, he knows he has a fight coming up and he doesn't have the name or the star power like Mike Tyson, but he's training to fight Mike Tyson. He's he in his head, he's fighting Mike Tyson because he was supposed to be across Mike Tyson come November. And they then they picked Roy Jones Jr. just because he's a name and they knew he wouldn't turn down the fight. They picked him. They handpicked him. And all the other heavyweights out there that are old and stuff like that, like the um the dude from Brooklyn. Let's go champ. Shannon Briggs, he could have fought Shannon. That would have been a great fight. Mike Tyson for Shannon in Brooklyn, that would have been huge. Uh, fans or not, that would have been huge. But no, he chose he chose Roy. And my thing is, I'm thinking he's using Roy as a confidence booster before he goes in the ring with Evander. And Evander the whole time is going to be like, I'm fighting you, period. We're going to fight. Like, you're not just going to be out here and you return and I don't return. I know I can – I think I can still beat you. That's what Evander Holyfield is saying to himself. I don't care about none of that stuff you're doing on them bags. I think I can still beat you, which is great. Like, these are some fights I really want to see. It's great to see these young – I mean, it's great to see these legends come back. It's great. Tell me, tell me what legends you want to see. Tell me what – classic fighters you want to see come back if they're able to uh, still even come back. I saw something with uh, Vargas. Is it Jesse Vargas? No, not Jesse Vargas. Fernando Vargas. I saw him showing his, showing his abs and stuff like that. So who knows? Who knows what fighters are going to come back and stuff like that. But again, guys, thank you for tuning in. This is the Straight Out of Content Podcast. Straight Out of Content Podcast. 
where I'm going to be talking to you about all types of subjects and stuff like that. And just want you to stay tuned. Again, I will be on all platforms very, very, very soon. We just got to get some paperwork done. And then, yeah, sponsorships will be coming soon. Uh, a lot of big things that are coming for the channel. Uh, just keep pumping them out. This is episode 14. And I'm not going to stop. You know, I'm just going to continue to grind, continue to upgrade everything until I'm in a full-blown studio and doing this professionally and, uh, you know, full-time YouTuber, full-time content creator, full-time business owner, which we are now. I'm looking for a retail place so for Flash Custom Design. So, guys, thank you for tuning in to Straight Outta Contact Podcast. Remember to hit that subscribe button if you want to be entered into the sweepstakes, the, the chance to win the PlayStation 5. I will be buying a PlayStation 5. It is not a joke. It is not clickbait. I will be buying two PlayStation 5s and an Xbox. And one of my subscribers will get a PlayStation 5. If you want to get a PlayStation 5 or if you want the opportunity to get a PlayStation 5, make sure you subscribe to any one of these videos. Leave a comment that you are subscribing. Go over to my uh, Instagram, which the link for my Instagram will be in every video that I post. Follow me on Instagram. Don't just send me a DM. Follow me, please. Uh, DM me a screenshot of you subscribing to my YouTube channel and you will automatically be entered. I will, I will reply to you again. If I don't reply to you right away, just wait because it's in my inbox. So I'm going to see it. So as long as it's there, I will see it. And then you have the opportunity to win. So I'll be buying it. We have the money. It's already confirmed. Can't wait. Only thing that'll stop me from getting a PlayStation five is if the store tells me, me and her can't get it outside of that. Somebody out there is going to get a PlayStation 5. So I can't wait because we're pushing to 1,000, road to 1,000. That's what we're doing on this channel so we can start to monetize and really start um, bringing this channel you know, to life because we just want to grow it as fast as possible and really get it out there and get some great content out there for you guys. I think that we, I think the straight out of content can really bring something unique to YouTube. Um, I want to host other people's videos who are small like myself. So once I get bigger, I want to reach back and grab other small YouTubers and, hey, listen, you're not going to be seen on YouTube yet, but at least you could be seen on straight out of content, right? And then if I'm able to host all that, then that'll build your following there. Kind of like TikTok. You got people who have a huge following on TikTok, but then they have a small following on Twitter and on Instagram. But they're once they show that they have a huge following on TikTok, then they kind of gain followers from other places. And that's what I'm, that's what I'm trying to do. I want people who create very good content to, uh, to be seen, you know, cause there's a lot of people who have way more talent than I do and they're just not seen, you know? So that's my goal with straight out of content and this podcast and everything that we do over here at this channel. So make sure that you guys like comment and subscribe, hit that notification bell so you can be notified for all of my content and our content that we post on this channel and gaming is coming soon because PlayStation 5 is coming out. So I game a little bit now, but I'm about to get really heavy into it in the fall and uh, winter season. All right, guys, you know what I do.